Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. What's going on? Benjamin, thank God you're here. Thank God is right. Thank God you're here. Thank God we're here, and all I have to say is I'm not going to play Frasier's son in the reboot, no matter how bad you wanted me to. Mm. Was that something that I wanted you to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, re- I recently auditioned for the new Frasier reboot, which I'm sure is going to be spectacular. Why wouldn't it be? But I did have the thought that if I did book it, which I didn't, this would be my sixth reboot. And I think the one thing they have all in common is I've sunk all of them. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even know that. By the way, it's it's got to be tough being in reboots because the stakes are honestly much higher. You have to somehow recapture the glory days when you had nothing to do with them. It's like, keep me out of this. It's so dumb. And actually, the one reboot I've done, I've done two that have been very successful because I wasn't the main star. And that's Fuller <laughs> Fuller House and now How I Met Your Father. But yeah, you know, I was so naive with like Turner and Hooch because I just thought it was assumed that, of course, I don't inhabit the same charm and talent of Tom Hanks, America's dad, like double Oscar winner, brilliant actor Tom Hanks. Yeah, I think that that we can assume I might not be on that level. And yet all the reviews were like, yeah, this kid is fine if you want like a low rent generic version of Tom Hanks. And I was like, first, ouch. But secondly, what I found with Turner and Hooch and with the movie Red Dawn, both reboots, both not exactly successes, is that the love people have for them is completely misguided. Like, it, it's fine to love it, but like, don't hold it up to some crazy standard. Like, we're not remaking The Godfather here. Those movies are sort of corny and ridiculous, right? Yeah, I would also say, though, that you being a generic Tom Hanks is a compliment. Like, that's like, he's Tom Hanks. I don't know. I just like, it was meant as an insult. That woman should really just stop bullying you, not to give away one of your stories from later. But <laughs> but uh, I think that, uh, yeah, those are fun, 
family fun movies, and uh, I don't know. I think it's a blessing that you were able to bring them back. I think it's a blessing. I'm, I, I'm here to help. I think it was a blessing for my bank account, and honestly, a blessing for my experience. I've enjoyed Red Dawn less so, but Turner and Hooch was a good time. And now I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I won't be giving any more free promotion to the Disney Plus subscription service that completely gave me the boot. But we will take funds from them in case they want to advertise on this podcast. Just saying. Um, let's let's and, draw the line. Where do where do, what do we say no to? Like, I don't. I don't. <laughs> we sp- we spoke about this I think a couple of weeks ago. Like I will take all of the Saudis' money. Give it to me. I draw the line nowhere because I have concocted this theory that the money is better with me than with the, with them. Any bad person. Any bad person. Hitler, right? Hitler's been trending in the news. The money is better with me than with the Nazi party. So if Hitler wanted to pay me, let me take his money. I have no problem with it. Good guys. Brought to you by Theranos and also the Nazi party. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that gets us rich. Speaking of rich, have you auditioned for anything? We don't normally talk about this. Have you auditioned for anything fun lately? Like anything exciting or has like a cool celebrity script past your desk? Anything cool? God, you know, you never know. You never know like what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say. That's true. That's true. Damn. I will, but there's certainly like, like for instance, I have a very small part in the movie Oppenheimer, Christopher mm. Nolan's new movie, which we talked about, which mm-hmm. is like ridiculous and amazing and, and was one of the greatest experiences of my life. And that was a case where when you audition for it, you probably, like anything with Marvel or Star Wars, you know that like you're not getting real pages from the script. That they've literally created dummy sides, they're called, to basically see if you can act, but just in case you can't, they want to make sure that you're not going to like leak pages to the internet. And, And inevitably, for a lot of these movies, when you read the script... Many times you have to go like into an office, into a secured room, sign a non-disclosure agreement, read it there, and leave it. I had a friend who was in Star Wars who had to have it in a special locked bag, like it was CIA documents. Wow, that is fascinating. And they make it on red paper so you can't Xerox it. Wow. Can you imagine anything you'd need on red paper? Wow. Maybe your ketubah? What color do they print the ink in? Is it black ink on red? That's terribly difficult on the eyes. It's awful on the eyes. So true, Ben. Thank you for bringing that up. There are also plenty of people that can't see red. Isn't that a thing? Actually, no, that's not what it is. I just heard that when you scuba dive, if you go below 60 feet, you no longer see red. That the color red, has, the color red has something to do with the way that the sun reflects off of something that you can no longer see at that depth. Mm. So now what we naturally need to do is take one of those red scripts, scuba dive, go down 60 feet, and see if they still look red. I would like to be submerged in water with you anytime, Ben. Well, Claudia and I are going to Belize uh, with Brian over Christmas, and we are going scuba diving in that big blue hole. I think I showed you this. Big blue hole, hole the big blue I'm getting the name wrong. I think it's Big Blue Hole. Let's see. I, I Great can't Blue believe Hole. It. Great. 
You can't believe it. That's nice. I can't believe it. Tell me more. We're going over Christmas, so it's Belize Navidad. Ooh, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, that's it. It's just a big hole, great blue hole. Ah. Unlike my anus. <laughs> there's, there's something interesting about you, a Jew, completely willing to go on a scuba diving trip. I think that says a lot. I love, I really love nature. Love it. I'm fascinated by it. The ocean I'm fascinated by. I don't know. It's just something that, yeah, I love that stuff. I love that stuff. Well, I don't mean to brag, but I recently did a similar trip to Legoland with my son Max, and it was a time. Legoland is the greatest place in the world. Legos are the greatest invention in the world. And over COVID, I don't know if you know this, but I made tons of Legos. I think, oh no, my wife threw all of them out. I know that they can't see video, but I was going to show you what was behind my shoulder. It was a gorgeous treehouse, but honestly, I had a three-month save the Legos. As adults, you can't save Legos. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with it? You can't save it. So you build it, and then eventually you just got to throw it out. So we saved it for three months. But over COVID, I built that treehouse, and I built the 007 car. Fantastic. I know this is controversial to say, but I was blessed and lucky enough that the Legoland Corporation offered me a guide through the park for me and my baby son. <laughs> wow. wow. So me and my friend and his kids, we were escorted to the front of every line. We had VIP access through the park and it was lovely. The only issue is trying not to make eye contact with the peasants that are in the line. Mm. Because they're so, very upset at you. They're very upset. You're, you can't feel anything other than shame, and yet you wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, because you can't really enjoy the park then if you're in the line for three hours. Oh, I hate myself for saying that, but damn it, I got to be honest no, with someone. No, by the way, I couldn't agree more. I've spoken about this endless times. Honestly, that's really my what are you nuts? Lines. Lines in general. If you're waiting on any line, what are you nuts? Nothing's worth a line. Nothing. And if you have the opportunity to cut a line, fantastic. You take it. But those people that wait six hours for that new special croissant in the city where you have a wrapped Crazy. around block, no croissant tastes as good as the line that you're about to wait on. Nothing. Not worth it. What are you nuts? That's a fabulous what are you nuts moment. And I too have a what are you nuts moment, which is the cost of children's birthdays. Let me ask you something, Ben, and I'm sure you know. What do you think is the median price of a child's birthday currently? Is this median in the United States or is this median amongst you and your L.A. elite? <laughs> I would say amongst the upper middle class in a major city. All ages, like starting at one. I would say like a kid's party, like okay. under seven. Three grand. Yeah, that's probably about it. I don't know for sure. <laughs> I... <laughs> I thought you were looking at like census data. That's why I asked so many questions. I mean, we don't fact check here. But for instance, I wanted to have my sweet baby, my sweet baby Max, his birthday. His first birthday, we had a breakfast at the house at his at my, my wife's parents' house. It was lovely, just family. Nice. Second birthday, COVID in Canada. So I was shooting the very canceled Turner and Hooch. So we rented out this little play place. It was a couple hundred bucks. 
for him and a couple little friends, like castmates who had kids, writers who had kids. But it was a little, it was lovely, but it was a little anticlimactic just because we were away from home. Third birthday, we have it all planned, gonna be fabulous. Um, COVID spikes like crazy in 2021 around that time out of responsibility because his birthday is at the end of December, we say, okay, we're gonna cancel. Oh, and his mother got COVID, so we really had to cancel. So we didn't do anything. We just, you know, gave him toys and cakes. And so now I'm like, all right, enough already. We really gotta do it up. Where does my son love to go? Dave and Buster's. I reach out, I say, would you like to collaborate? I'm happy to post. And you know what that means? Gonna need this for free. They go, (laughs) they they say, no problem. We won't be allowing that. It'll cost you four grand. Four grand, Ben, for a bunch of kids. And some some wings? Some these these companies are so stupid. <laughs> and I mean that. Like and I don't care if Dave and Busters never wants to uh, clearly they're not willing to sponsor anything so we can talk about them. These companies are so stupid. You have something that costs them nothing. Nothing. The tokens are free. The games they already paid for. The pizza costs nothing. The staff is already there. It's not like they're bringing in additional staff for Josh Peck's gorgeous son Max's birthday party. It's already there. It's incremental. So why not get literally... Like, they should have over-asked you for things. Because to you, if they said, Josh, you know, we're going to need a gorgeous in-feed post of you and your son Max doing shot, like, hoops. You would have thought about it. And you know what? You would have said, you know, I'm going to post for Max anyways for his birthday. Maybe I'll just do it. Fuck it. Why not? And then you know what they would have done? They would have gotten so much money in media value. These brands are so dumb. You're so right, and I hate myself for telling this story, and and everyone who's listening who's disgusted, you're right. But what can I say? I love a deal. Anyway. They shouldn't be disgusted because the truth is we are open with this community, and this community is a smart group of women and maybe a couple of lads, and they know. (laughs) Like three guys. And they know that a couple of lads, and they know that having a large following like you do or I do, we sometimes get some perks. They get it because they'll send me their friend's cookie company in the hopes that I post their cookie, their cookies. So they know that when I post their cookies, may, maybe they'll get some business on their cookies. You know what I mean? There was, sure. a, lot of, there was a lot of cookies said in, said in one period of time. But ultimately, Dave and Buster's, you really, you really messed that one up. And then on your side, just pay for your son's birthday party. You cheap up. I know. Come on. I don't know what I'm thinking, and I'm I'm completely embarrassed and you're right to attack me. And and so, of course, we're going to pay for it. But again, I just go like the the true reason why I even hit them up to collaborate was like when you're we're talking about that much money, which to me I think about when I was a kid, it was twenty five bucks a kid. You have twenty kids. It's a wrap, right? Four or five hundred bucks for a party. It's nice a, time. Parents a, are free. It's a good you call. Get a, where does the where do the funds go? Did they give you a breakdown of the four grand? Well, that's why the money became so elevated, and I was like, "This is nuts." Until my wife told me, she's like, "Hey, remember the birthday party that Max went to a couple months ago? That one was seven. I go seven, seven 
grand. So the fact that it was so much money was the only reason why I was like, hey, maybe we partner up on this thing, but I'm happy to pay for it. I just think that spending that much money on a kid's birthday is ridiculous. And I'm seeing it more and more. My friend's gonna have a first birthday for their kid and they're talking about a small, like a Toyota Corolla. I'm like, go go buy your son a Chevy Bolt. Don't throw him a party like this. He'll be able to drive it in 16 and a half years. Yeah, but if you buy your kid a Chevy Bolt, they'll be a loser. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you have the Dave and Buster's party, they'll be a winner. So there's gotta be something said there. But before we move on, I just need us to break down this math. Four grand, you said, you said it was for 20 kids, right? It was for 20 kids, but then it's also like, you have to estimate 30 to 40 adults. So 30 to 40 adults. Was there some kind of an open bar package or these drinkers or this was just food? No booze for these wino alcoholics. It's just food. A nice spread of food, but like so banquet sour. So sliders. 40 people. They're estimating $100 a person for no booze. No booze. No. They Crazy. tried, they tried to take advantage of you. They did. I agree. They tried to I couldn't believe it. They tried to and you know what? I'm I, I'm I'm hardcore Dave and Buster's guy, and they know that. And yet, here we are. Here we are. Should we get into some stories? I'd love it. I have a I have two. I want to start with have you have you ever watched TLC? Are you a TLC watcher? Sure, John and Kate plus eight. Yeah, Claudia I mean we've never spoken about this, but Claudia and I used to we used to watch a ton of my six hundred pound life. And this other show called My Big Fat Fabulous Life. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. But I was scrolling through and I happened to see, sadly, My Big Fat Fabulous Life star dead at 76. Barbara Thorne was Whitney's mom. Oh, I guess the mother died at 76. I'm not sure that this is a story. That said, <laughs> that said, rest in peace to her mother who passed away. My Big Fat Fabulous Life. I don't know if you've ever seen that show on TLC, but man, is that a big, fat, fabulous life. I, I agree, and I think that <laughs> these shows are constantly walking the line, and I don't know. I mean, there's a voyeuristic side to it. The best person on all those shows on TLC is the weight loss doctor, who, by my estimation, needs weight loss surgery himself. Claudia literally is the leader of the Dr. Nazardin fan club. She had literally magnets on her fridge of Dr. Nazardin. And yes, he could stand to lose about 30 pounds. He's, he's not the thinnest, but that's what's so fun about that show. Me as an obese young man watching that show and thinking to myself, as I eat a tray of cookies, it could be so much worse. And, <laughs> and that's that's how I cope. I whenever I feel fat, I watch my six hundred pound life, and I always know that you know I'm doing my best. Yeah, every time I have a drink, I watch Leaving Las Vegas, so I realize <laughs> that I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just having fun. Exactly. <laughs> what about Brittany Griner? I mean, we have to talk about that. Yeah, that's probably a better story than my big fat fabulous life stars mother dies. <laughs> <laughs> Who writes that? What a dumb headline. Brittany this, Griner. This is, she's and back. I'm not, uh, just to talk about that for one last second, and I'm not, a, I'm asking you this because I've considered it at the weight I am now. Yes. So I'm just saying that this is not a leading question. 
Have you ever considered getting the sleeve surgery? I, I haven't because I am not, uh, I actually, I want to be careful with what I say. I'm going to say it. And I, I'm not a quitter. I'm, si I'm not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> I think that if you, to me, weight, and you can attest to this, is a mental game. If you can mm. conquer the mental, you can conquer the physical. There are some people that have an inability to lose weight because of maybe a thyroid issue or something. Those people, excluded. If you can't lose weight, it's fantastic and you're not weak. That said, I do think that as a healthy young man that has the ability to have mind over matter, go to the gym, do all of these things, I wouldn't do it because I would gain all of the weight right back. I would probably eat Bam. through that sleeve because ultimately you need to conquer the mental. I've lost weight before. I am currently down 17 pounds. I don't know if you could tell in my slimmer, slimmer physique. But it's from eating less and ultimately one day – Maybe it'll be on my deathbed. I'll be the weight that I'd like to be. Maybe that's the final chapter for me. When I finally reach my ideal weight, it'll be right before I meet the man upstairs. That would be adorable. And I agree. A little bit of, you know, you, I'm assuming some sickness is ravaging your body and also robbing you of your appetite. And so while you're on your way out, you're looking quite in. You quite know what in. I'm saying? I do. So mind over matter, it's not something that I've ever considered and it's not something that I think is for me because I just eat my way through the sleeve and I do more damage to my body. I consider getting it now. And I... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's because you have what we call body dysmorphia. You are, I... you are a thin, gorgeous, handsome Hollywood elite. God, you don't I need to you. lose I... any weight. You don't need to lose You're any so weight. right. You're so right that I have body dysmorphia, and but it makes me happy to see that my wife and her family has it too, and they're a bunch of stunning, non-Jewish, six-foot-plus Irish Catholic beauties. So we're not alone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's on the outside. You're right. It's on the inside. And I think the thing that we don't acknowledge is, you know, it's an, it, it, food can be such an addiction, and it's the first thing. I mean, if you went back to watching eight-year-old Josh, chubby Josh, I was going through people's snack cabinets like it was their medicine cabinet looking for Vicodins. Gushers, fruit roll-ups, fruit by the foot, granola bars. I'd settle for granola bars even though I hated them. No, you liked the, like, you definitely like Chewy. Come on. Chewy was an excellent one. And if you kept fun-sized Snicker bars in your crisper drawer in the, <laughs> in the fridge, I said, this person is a quality person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, but we used it to numb our feelings, to overindulge in something. And then the problem is if you do perhaps really, you know, work on it and, and make sort of strides, then every holiday, every moment you're bombarded by food commercials and food things and banquets and eating. And it's all about the eating and it's a real bitch. It, what I, it ain't easy. What I have heard though, and it's funny, I've fallen victim to this before i'll start a diet and then there will be like a, i got invited to a fabulous dinner at a michelin star restaurant and there have been times where i've said all right i just started this diet i'm not eating the bread basket 
I'm not eating the mm. pasta. And I spoke to somebody and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's the time when you're supposed to eat it. You're not supposed to go home and make yourself a box of macaroni and you know what I mean? Like you're supposed to eat the non-healthy stuff in the environment where it's going to be best. Don't deprive sure. yourself of that amazing meal. Eat better in your own house. Eat better on a day-to-day -day basis. And then it gives you sort of the ability to indulge in those – you know what I mean? Like don't go to Carbone and eat a salad. More free press You're for right. Carbone. I can't, can't keep doing this. Oh, every time this. we – Every time I'm in the city, I just want to have a standing reservation there with you. I don't even want to look at I want to be able to go in sweatpants because the way I want to eat is going to require sweatpants. If only Mario knew the amount of free press that I've given Carbone on this podcast. Major food group shout out. Shout out. They're unbelievable. They really are. But Okay, Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner. First and foremost, thank God she's home. Uh, I'm sure that everybody knows the story. Brittany Griner, nine months ago, was in Russia, had some weed in her bag, and they threw her in prison for nine months. And she was recently released, and that is the topic of conversation that is all over. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody and their mother. Because it was a bad deal. That said, what can we do about it? She needed to come home. She was, shouldn't have been there in the first place. It was very public that she was over there. But it is unfortunate that in order to get her back, we needed to give up a well-documented mass murderer. It, was just, it, a, it just wasn't a fair trade. That's it. But sometimes yeah, there a, aren't fair trades. But, a, but an, an incredible nickname, the Merchant of Death. Yeah. I mean, what a moniker. Yeah, yeah, the Merchant of Death. The Merchant of Death. I'd let him sponsor the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's going to come out with he's going to come out with merch now that he was released. <laughs> merchant of Death t-shirts and hats. Good guys, brought to you by AR15. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good question. If the NRA <laughs> Good guys, good guys, brought to you by Kanye West. <laughs> Serious question. If the NRA came to you and said, Josh, for three in-feed posts and ten ads on the good guys, I'll give you $10 million. No, I can't. <laughs> $25 million. Oh, God, that's a lot of money. You know, and the internet, Just for a couple every... of posts about guns. It's not like... I... It's not like it's guns. <laughs> no, it's guns. Everything's written in pencil on the internet anyway. It's not pen. <laughs> oh my God, that's really funny. But yes, bad trade, but she's home. What are your thoughts? You know, she, the woman was a political prisoner. I like the idea that like no man left behind, except we've left another guy in Russia that we're actively trading for currently. Um, you know, the reality is, is that like, I think people tried to bring up things from her past or things that they felt were not likable about Brittany Griner. And I'm like, listen, the woman is allowed to, you know, protest in the way that she sees fit, um, act in, in any way she chooses. And if she's 
basically held as a political prisoner. It's her right as a citizen of America to be rescued, to, to, to use all of our, our powers at, and, and to try to bring her home. And so I agree it wasn't the best deal. And I agree that I'm incredibly happy that she's home. And I, I have a kid, I have two kids now. And it's like, God, the idea of what her family must have gone through and whatnot, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I just want this guy Putin to be done. And the things that I was reading, you sort of attested to some of it, but that she shouldn't be rescued because she publicly said that she doesn't like America and what America was doing. But part of being American and part of why we love living here is that it's very American to say that you have a differing opinion, right? That's right. Like, right. You're allowed to, like, that's, we, we live here freely to feel the way that we do. And I do think and hope that by bringing her back, she will now love America <laughs> because we definitely did her a solid and maybe she'll become like an activist or outspoken about, I, I have no idea, or I, maybe she doesn't, but uh, ultimately somebody to say that somebody shouldn't be brought back because they've spoken negatively about America is really, really insane to me. And obviously she should come home. And also, <laughs> what's his name? Paul Paul we Paul Whelan Whelan is that his name? The who the I don't, merchant I don't of wanna, death? No, no, no. The guy who is still there. The other guy, the one that's the what's his name? I don't know. But do oh yeah, Paul, that... Paul Whelan. That's his name. Paul Whelan is uh, he's a marine that is currently overseas there. We uh, got to get him too. And I guess we're talking to him. It's so it's such like a sad. Like, we can talk to him, but we can't bring him home. Like, I just Googled Paul Whelan, and the first thing that comes up, exclusive. Paul Whelan tells CNN he is disappointed that more has not been done to secure his release. Like, how are we talking to him? Go get him. It's very sad. I know. It's very sad and very just terrible. Do you think, though, that Biden, when he got on the phone with Brittany Griner, when she's safe on the jet, he goes, Brittany, listen, Brit, BG. Happy to do it. No problem. But I'm going to need a GPA from you. She said, sorry, Mr. President, you heard me. GPA. God bless America. <laughs> Let me hear it, Britt. And she's like, uh, God, bless, God bless America. He's like, no, no, no. Give it to mom. You're free now. <laughs> Give it to me good. You're flying private. Okay? You know how much that costs the taxpayers? Let me hear it loud. God bless America. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man is right. You know, I think this is really interesting. Joe Rogan recently said some uh, interesting stuff. UFC's Joe Rogan urges The Rock to come clean about physique. Rogan's question came after social media influencer Liver King admitted to steroid <laughs> use. To Do you know Liver King? Do you know Liver King? Do I know Liver King? Liver King out. <laughs> that was a great impression. <laughs> I love Liver and King. And should we talk about Liver King first and then and then transition to The Rock? Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt your story. I just don't know if everybody knows Liver King. But if you know Liver King and I know Liver King, then everybody must know Liver King. Liver King is a guy who has one of the most insane bodies ever. And his shtick is that he only eats like primal, raw, intestines, liver, 
organ meat testicles from like cows and different animals. And that was a shtick, but his body is that of one engineered in a lab. He's got like that turtle shell abs that only exists when you're taking performance enhancing drugs, let's just say it. And he was recently outed as not being natural, which anyone knew who has eyes. And he kind of had to go on this tour of apologizing because he literally spends $13,000 a month on steroids. And the problem with the Liver King was that he was selling his Liver King supplements as if right. those were what was making him ripped when it wasn't necessarily. That said, though, I'm sure that his steady diet of organs, testicles, and ribs is still contributing to the fact that he's a nice, strong guy that's cut. Like, when you only eat that stuff, I'm a firm believer that the carnivore diet keeps you nice and lean. But what gets you to that next level was clearly whatever he was injecting in his body. But back to The Rock. So people are accusing The Rock of doing the same thing? So, and I think you're right. And just as a quick shout out to organ meat, it is the original and true superfood. Much more than like quinoa Hmm. or whatever these things are, jam-packed with vitamins. Yes, but Joe Rogan said that The Rock should come clean right now. He should make a video in response to the Liver King video. I need to talk to you because The Rock's been lying. There's no chance in hell he's clean. Not a chance that a guy as big as The Rock at 50 can look like that. He's so massive and he's so different than he was when he was 30. Rogan goes on to say, there's a responsibility you have to people who are listening to you. If you don't want to talk about it, that's one thing. But if you do talk about it, there's a responsibility you have to people listening. And I think you have to be honest. Wow. Yeah. What do you think? The Rock is one guy that I just would never poke. Uh, First of all, I have the utmost respect for The Rock. I think The Rock is like, I want The Rock to run for president. I want The Rock to... I watched a TikTok yesterday. It asked the question, if one American, if we were to introduce one American to aliens to be the person that we trust to talk about American culture and to just say, we're uh, like, we're safe. You can meet us. You can co-mingle. It's no problem. The Rock. I love The Rock. I think he's fantastic. American dream. Unbelievable mentor, et cetera. Not once, and I consume a lot of rock content, his movies, wrestling, his products. I've never seen The Rock sell supplements to get big. Have you? I don't think he sells that stuff. He sells things like sneakers. He'll sell energy drinks, right? He'll sell tequila. But I've never seen him sell protein shakes and say, this is how I get so big from drinking this. He's always in the gym. So all that he's saying to his audience is, if you get in the gym, you could be big like me. That's very different from the liver king who is selling supplements to people, saying that that's what keeps him big and profiting off of it. So to me, this is a terrible take by Joe Rogan. And The Rock's probably like, why the hell are you talking about me? Like, what's, what's going on here, right? Yeah, I mean, look, it's kind of a weirdly, an, maybe it's a not open secret, but I think that there anyone who has that big of an action star career, you know, uh, separated from Keanu Reeves, who definitely has like a bit of a dad bod and is totally believable as our star John Wick. But like, 
yeah, I think it's a bit of an open secret in Hollywood that certain people probably do certain things that they need to do in a safe, controlled, medically supervised way. Allegedly, I'm not saying, I have no idea, but it's like that is a component in certain sort of male stars repertoire. I myself am completely natural. I tried to take some peptides once, which was suggested to me <laughs> before I did a movie. All I saw was that I got hungrier and, a and I held on to a little more water. That's how my body reacted. But to your point, I agree with you. There's no like silver bullet, right? Like even if you are doing something, the amount of work it takes to look that incredible and to be that like, you know, just like uh, Mr. Olympia, none of us are doing that much work. And that's why he's the rock. Are people asking the rock, do you take steroids? And he's saying no. Is that no. So then what the hell is this? That's that's where I'm coming from, because it's different. Like, I, I, I don't know. I've never even thought about it. Like, he's just the rock and he's he's who he is. Nobody on Earth can look like the rock. Because he's the rock. He's just like all genetically, he's just different. Even if he's even if he's on steroids and then he's not on steroids, the guy is like Zeus. He's gorgeous. I wish he'd adopt me. And more importantly, I think, though, if you were to show a young boy a picture of a grown man to say, like, this is something to aspire to, you show him our bodies. Ah. Hear me out. Yes. Right? Yes, of it's course. It's reasonable. Of course. Who shows there's not one person in the world that looks at the rock and says that's the body type that I aspire to. He's like a god he's like godly. Right? Good luck. Good luck. Good luck by the way. Take every freaking steroid in the world. No one can look like that guy. Th that's the moral of the story. That's also how I feel about Barry Bonds by the way. Well, all I know is that Barry Bonds, for many years, his hat size grew over two different hat sizes, and he still tried to say he wasn't taking the juice, and it's, that's awesome. It's still really hard to hit that many home runs. That's what I'm saying. Who's, you have to be an head? unbelievable hitter regardless, right? Like, give me steroids. I'm not hitting 76 home runs, and you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. All I know is that at 36, if my head grew two hat sizes, <laughs> I would imagine I had a brain tumor. <laughs> God, for, God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. Um, yeah, obviously he was juicing, but wouldn't sports just be better if everybody could juice? Just let anybody do whatever they wanted. It would add so much appeal because we'd have so much more death in sports it would become so exciting like and he <laughs> shoots oh god cardiac arrest on the floor and it's like his fault like it's not like he decided to juice up before the game he hit a three imagine that he hit a three at the buzzer goes in team wins guy dies right on the court and you don't feel as bad because he juiced i think it adds that is the third massive heart attack of the game <laughs> I think it would make sports more fun. I don't know. I don't know about you. Have you been following? Have you been following this Dave Portnoy stuff? I follow a lot of what what Dave Portnoy stuff because I follow. I guess maybe. The New York Times kind of wrote an article going yes. after him. Yes. 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 I mean, I I don't. Can we talk about this? Of course. I think, you know, this is what I'm taking as, aside from the story and all of it, right? And basically the gist of it, as I can tell, is, is that 
certain people have written stories, certainly unfavorable stories, accusatory stories of Dave Portnoy, who in response has basically kept receipts of every interaction that he's had uh, a lot in personal sort of, it seems as though intimate relationships, but even more importantly with reporters in the interest of saying to them, I've heard you're writing a story because when people are writing these kind of like explosive stories, you find out early, right? Because they start reaching out to people in your network and inevitably someone's going to leak it to you like, hey, someone's poking around. They're trying to find out things about you. They have some information, but they're trying to find out more. They're trying to, uh, what's it called when they uh, corroborate it and so he, in turn, will reach out to these different outlets when he finds out people are writing stories and say, listen, I've, I've heard this. I understand what you're about to write, and I would like my opportunity to respond to you with these receipts that I have, and I'd like to do it on camera so that it's fully transparent. And basically what was revealed with his interaction with the New York Times was that they sort of refused to do that. And what I'm finding is, is that Dave Portnoy is kind of like living this interesting sort of very uh, singular existence of like, I'm going to collect receipts on everything and I'm going to be completely transparent with my audience so that when something inevitably like this does come out, it I'll allow for the audience to decide. And it seems as though Dave Portnoy is continuing to operate at a very high level despite these things or these kind of stories being written. Yeah, I... I think that I've seen it. It's happening. It happened today. I don't know if you're following this stuff with Something Navy. Uh, Ariel Charnas is her name. She's a blogger. And something similar happened where there's all these rumors, and then all of a sudden an article gets written, and it's, it has nothing to do with the rumors. But once the rumors are already out there, that's the worst part, right? It's all right. what people are talking about, whether there's truth or not in it. Once it's out there, it's out there, and there's no coming You're back. You're done. From that. You're done because somebody will always think that way about you, right? And so, I mean, with the Portnoy stuff, I followed it closely with the Business Insider of it all. I followed it pretty closely with the New York Times stuff, and it's bullshit. Uh, if, in the end of the day, uh, you're not willing to talk to the person who you're writing the article about, clearly what you're saying has holes in it, and it should be 100% defamatory if you release that stuff, right? Like, if you did something, then you should be able to at least talk about and show it's innocent until proven guilty. It's the same thing, right? And for whatever reason, we give these publications and these terrible reporters the ability to just write whatever they want because advertising these days is 100% click-driven, or in Business Insider, it's even worse, it's behind a paywall. So what they do is they drum up all this noise. Portnoy did this, he did that, he did that, he did that. Drop it behind a paywall, you gotta go and pay $1.99, you read it, and then you find out that nothing was confirmed. And it's all just, let me ruin your reputation so that my money, my company can make as much money as possible. Yeah, I, I totally understand what you mean. And again, we're not speaking to the nuance of, you know, what was alleged or not alleged. It, it, it's more this idea that in this day and age, I think you're right, is that 
to even be accused is, is to have your whole life go away. And that it's important that you like really know for sure that you have like this bulletproof case that if and when, because a lot of times it's right. And in that case, the journalists are doing God's work and it's a balance of power and they're, they're, you know, bringing to light these things that are completely unacceptable that needed to be challenged. And then certainly in some cases we've seen them get it wrong. And in that case, you need to have like a portfolio ready to be like, uh, uh, and you give it over to the masses, right? Like the masses become your jury and you say, here you go. You have all the information now, you know, you decide what happens next in my life. In that example, like when you are truly taking down somebody that deserves to be taken down, a real journalist lives for a quote from the person that they're talking about. That's their dream. They love it because then they can write, uh, like, you know how most at the bottom of these like stupid articles, it said, we reached out to Joan Rivers and she declined for comment, right? Like, Like these writers, it adds so much meat and validity to their story if they actually spoke to the person that they're writing about. So I actually think it's a huge red flag when somebody says that they don't want to talk to the person that they're writing the story about. It means that everything that they're – it takes away all credibility is what I'm saying. So even if Portnoy did do those things, the second that the reporter doesn't want to take Portnoy's statement, it's like, why? Why wouldn't you want to talk to him about this stuff? Isn't that your dream? Isn't your dream to be able to talk to him about what you're accusing him of? So, well, Portnoy, huge fan. Big fan. I think he's great. Portnoy. Portnoy, uh, I, I've heard through the grapevine, he's a big fan of yours, Ben. I, I, I doubt it, but I, I hope so. I hope he's so. a big spritz guy. It's possible, even though his allegiances are to High Noon. Fun story. I did once. So we often get tagged in pic- pictures with High Noon because Spritz Society is next to High Noon in a lot of stores, not to brag. And uh, I once reposted one in Portnoy, like wrote, keep it up. And I was like, wow, that's nice of you. Thanks, man. Mm. Thank you very much. So I was playing a fun game with my wife earlier, and I think that we should play it. Want to? Yes. So we were thinking about these. We were talking about, I'll just say, Harry Styles. And we were saying our mutual love for him, and, and we're talking about his relationships and people he's been with, and it's fascinating, so fun. And then we thought, as a hypothetical, for instance... We tried to think, if Harry was with a man, what man would that be? So should we sit, like, who do you, if if you weren't with your beautiful wife, Claudia, if you were with a dude, hmm. what dude would you be with, Ben? What celebrity dude? What celebrity dude? It's a great question. Right? Yeah. Mm. It's tough to know. The like, Rock. Are you, totally. Just take care of me, Rock. Yes. I'll cook for you. I'll clean for you. The Rock. I'll be That's fun. Right. I'm a great cuddler. Totally. Just, he's the, he's just, the big spoon, obviously. Just, just don't ask me to canoodle. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's too much. You're too big, Rock. He can't. No good. No, <laughs> no good. Can but I'm here. I'm here emotionally. I'm here for you. Just physically, I'm sorry. The I most I can imagine. do is hold hands. The most I can do is hold hands. <laughs> I'm just imagining you on your date with him and you <laughs> lean in and you go, Dwayne, 
Have you ever had a good kugel? <laughs> what about oh you? Oh my god! <laughs> I think it's Andy Cohen. No, he's great. Me, I see that. You know what? Who I see, and you know, I don't mean to talk too close to the vest, but the great Brian Kelly. I see us. What a power couple, right? Different worlds, similarly powerful. He's much richer, so I'm not a threat. And we both love travel. We both love kids. I don't like horses. But overall, you know, I think it could be a nice thing. I think you and Brian would make a wonderful match. I do. Gorge. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Wow, I'm just saying. You and Brian, me and The Rock. Wow, what a, what a power couple, no? I, I like to think about it. It's fun. Now, also, I want to know, you know, there are different classifications amongst dudes. As to, you've heard the term twink, I'm sure. What's you know? I don't know twink. So in the gay community, a twink is someone who's young, thin, hairless, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I've never heard it, but that's, yes. Okay. So, then, the, uh, so the opposite of me. I'm a, but then... There's a bear, mm, right? And a me. bear is, is you know, thick, stout, hairy, you know? And that's a total type, you know? There are gorgeous. I wish everyone could see Ben showing me his beautiful chest hairs now. And then in the middle of twink and bear is an otter. I think of myself as an otter. Not quite bear, not, co- not quite twink, an otter. An Thoughts? Otter. I think you're an otter. I'm certainly a bear. <laughs> certainly. And a twink. I don't know many twinks. Twinks. It's, it's, for, it's kid stuff. You know, that's like late, you know, mid-20s. It's, it's, you know, I'm past that. Yeah. No, I've been very hairy for a very long time. Very long time. Very handsome, more like bear. it. Bear. Very hey, handsome. Did you know... Did you know that Colombia's infamous pink cocaine is on the rise in Europe? Really? The drug, a mix of ketamine and MDMA and pink food coloring, is being sold by a new generation of young narcos in Colombia and is increasingly being seized by authorities in Europe. And all I have to say is, there's no cocaine in it. There's no coke in it? No, it's just called pink cocaine, which... I just wait, gotta wait, tell wait, you. wait, what's in pink cocaine? Sorry, I must have missed that. What's in it? MDMA and ketamine. Oh, God. Yeah, interesting. Thought, why wouldn't they just take cocaine and make it pink and call it pink cocaine? I don't know, but it still sounds like a great time. Ketamine and MDMA? Sign me up. To me, that sounds like a misery. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, that's an upper and a downer. I already see myself convulsing. I'm like one of those NBA players after we lift all the drug restrictions. I shoot from three. <laughs> Dead. Oh, oh. Do you have that hypochondria, like, think think you're going down at every yes. turn? Not, not every too. turn, but most. Yes. When I, I often need to tell myself, Ben... Sometimes gas bubbles rise up to your chest in your rib cage. It happens. It happens. It's not a heart attack. It happens. But yeah, I I am a massive hypochondriac, unfortunately. What about you? I can be in moments, and 
in those moments, I have a quick flash. Here's the good thing. I have a flash where I say it's all over and then I just start making my peace with it. And I go, it's, it's been great. My kids are set up. They're going to be fine. And what a run, you know, what a run. I do the same in no way, shape or form. Does it ever cripple me? But I will think that I'm dying. And then I will say, okay, you know, if it's my time, it's my time. It's fascinating to me the people that are like hardcore hypochondriacs and they're like so afraid of dying because my answer to them is always, you wouldn't be missed. <laughs> you also don't know. It could be amazing. You know? Yeah. It's... Maybe we're like, you know how there's that song, ooh baby, you know what that's worth, ooh heaven is a place on earth? Maybe mm. hell is a place on earth. And maybe when we die, it's freaking like we think this is great. Maybe it's even greater. Who knows? I'm just saying we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And with that, what a podcast. Yeah, what we do know is it's over. It's over. This podcast is over. Your life is great. Life's great. The podcast is over. But the podcast, sadly, is over. As always, please rate, review, subscribe. Five stars. Five stars only. Unlike my overrating, please. which somehow my overrating is like a 4-4. Four, four. I'm so nice. <gasps> I know, it's terrible. Do, I think Do you one not time, tip? I tip. Somebody must have puked or I don't know what's going on. It's uh, I should have a five-star rating, and that's what everybody should give us. Five stars. 4-4, four, four, four. that's upsetting. I'm a 4-8-3. Maybe it's a 4-6. It's something in there. It's not great. It's not great. I'm that's not going to lie to you. It's not as great as what all of you listeners should be doing for us. Five stars. I've never puked on your shoes. Why wouldn't you give me five stars? Give us five stars and tell a friend. And if a thousand of you want a Patreon from us, we're going to start a Patreon. God damn it. I haven't even consulted with Ben about it. It's the first time he's hearing it. But I know he's on board. The kid loves money. If a thousand of you want it, we'll do it. We'll even bring in that mass murderer that was just released. From us back to Russia. It's going to be me, Josh, and the Merchant of Death, our Patreon. We'll do it shirtless, and it'll be called The Bear and the Otter. It'll be called The Zoo with The Bear and the Otter.